You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Goldsmith. And uh, what a wonderful way to, to start our show today, uh, yeah. being able to talk with Trisha Clare. Um, uh, and you know, when, when we received the notes, uh, her name was uh, uh, her name was Trisha Kramer. So yep. she, you know, we got to talk a little bit before the show started about uh, she her, just got married this her marriage, yeah. and um, really, really a great blessing uh, for her personally, but a great blessing for us here in Rochester yeah. to have her, uh, you know, leading the charge with the, the warming house. Yep. Um, you know, it's just it's it's something that's it's been ongoing yeah. uh, and and growing. You know, the the the, uh, the number of people who are homeless uh, yeah. it just seems to keep growing here. I'm sure it does in uh, a lot of other areas, especially the larger towns throughout yeah. the throughout the listening area. It's a it's a it's I don't want to it's it's a, an issue that's come up. You know that uh, this area is always. I mean, homeless is everywhere. Yep. And like you said, we'll always have the poor. But it's it's a little more intense when it gets up here in the colder times when people aren't able to move somewhere different or move on to a warmer climate, you know, and they still have this, you know what I mean? So, yep. uh, you know, this is really, really important, and I never understood why we never really had this to begin with, but... You know, it's 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 great that it's that it's here. And she alluded to the fact that she's working for Catholic charities. So I mean, we're it's it's a multicultural, it's a multi-denominational. Uh, it it really is the community coming together to do this. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people on board uh, with it, and and that's that's part of what's so, so exciting. Yeah, uh, that you know there are a lot of people here in town that see the need and want to do what they can. Yep. To be able to help out, not just to eradicate poverty, but to be with people when they are there. Yeah. Well, here we go. <laughs> are you ready, Father? Bring it. Alrighty. Well, we are into straight talk with Father Will Thompson. His uh, farewell straight talk, if you will, for now. Uh, I, I feel the fact that you'll you'll still be on later on down the road. So yeah. I think I, you know, but. Uh, it, again, it's such a great blessing for you, and you are, have a great knowledge of the faith. You have a great, uh, just a good, solid uh, faith that people it radiates from you, Father. I just want you to know that, and Thank it's you. been a pleasure uh, to do this Thanks part, but I mean, it, it's great to see you in the community. We do have, for callers who call in with a question this hour, this half hour, I'm sorry, we have seven tickets to give away to the Christmas at the Cathedral event on December 22nd in Sioux Falls. We are looking for the first three callers for this. First caller wins three tickets, the next caller wins two, and the next caller wins two. So you have to have a question for Straight Talk. And again, we can get that on at 877-795-0122. That, they'll get the question to us, and Father can then answer it from there. And you'll get your free tickets uh, if you're in the Sioux Falls area, or maybe you want to go down to the Sioux Falls area if you're if you're close to that. So give us a call, 877-795-0122. You can also shout out on Facebook. Uh, you can give us our, your information on there and I'm sure we can get the tickets that way too. So there's two ways for you to do it uh, to get in the question. So go ahead and uh, call in for Father. And I, I think 
you know, if you're in the Sioux Falls area, the vicinity, you know, even within, uh, you know, a hundred miles, uh, yeah. so, sounds like it's going to be worth, yeah. uh, worth, worth making that trip for, uh, Christmas at the cathedral at, at in Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. South Dakota. Uh, and yeah, as you, as you mentioned, uh, we've mentioned a couple of times that this is, uh, my last time hosting, uh, mm-hmm. for, for the time being, uh, going to take a little, a little break after, after, after today. Um, but, but this is, this is always a wonderful time just to be able to, be yeah. able to talk. I mean, I certainly enjoy the the interviews and i learn have learned so much uh with with what's going on throughout the listening a lot of good people yeah that's right that's right um and you know right now uh, i think one of the things that's on uh everybody's mind Mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure there's a lot of things that are on our minds this time of the year but but certainly just uh advent and this great season of preparation and of course preparing for christmas um that there's there's that, that that challenge, you know, to stay rooted in what the season is mm-hmm. all about, and um, you know, there's a few things I've been preaching on uh, over the last uh, last two weeks here. Um, that's have really been a, a part of my own <laughs> prayer mm-hmm. and uh, challenging myself, and and one is that that preparation. That yes, there is a lot going on. You know, as as a priest, we've got a lot of reconciliation services. Uh, you've got the big celebrations of Christmas that we're preparing for mm-hmm. to make them as good as possible. Um, uh, but there's still that need for personal preparation. Mm-hmm. That need to slow down. Yeah, I need to have some silence and even some solitude, yeah. uh, if you can. And and I think for a lot of people, they probably hear that and say, "Yes, please, solitude. I would love to yeah, have that right, right now." <laughs> uh, and it can it, it can be so difficult, but but uh, but I think the key is to take advantage of those moments yeah. that you have, mm-hmm. whether that's uh, you know a, a five minute drive uh, to pick someone up and you're on your own, and just to you know to embrace that uh, that time of silence. Yep. Um, you know, that time of solitude and, and that time to, you know, to understand a little bit more our need for a Savior mm-hmm. and the, the desires of our own hearts. Open, um, open up your heart to that, welcoming, yeah. allowing him to come in because that's the only way that it's going to happen. There's no other way other than you opening your heart to Christ. Yeah, because it won't happen if you're putting up roadblocks to it. Yeah, no, exactly. And and you know, I I got I really got thinking and praying about this uh, shortly before Advent, uh, when when someone said, you know, do you have any advice for me on you know what to do for for Advent? You know, we always we always are encouraged to do things for Lent, uh, but you know, what should I do for Advent? And I was like, oh, well, I, uh, <laughs> I thought, well, I guess you know, one thing I'm going to try to do is pray the Rosary every day. I've I've grown a little slack mm-hmm. uh, in in that practice. And I thought, you know, Advent would be a good time to renew that practice, that Marian practice. Um, you know, as Mary is such a key figure here Absolutely. in this Advent season of not only the preparing, but the anticipating, uh, the openness to the arrival right. of, of our Savior. And um, When we hear most from what Mary had to say, really, in, this, in the readings and stuff of this, of this uh, celebration through Advent is really when we hear mostly what when Mary had something to say. And if you think, yeah, if you think about what we hear from Mary in the Bible, mm-hmm. the vast majority happens before Jesus is born. Right. And and so her words are just particularly uh, helpful and important for us. And pointing uh, to him. As, <laughs> as we're, yeah, she's pointing to her son, the, yep. one, that we, the one that we want to uh, not only wait for, but receive. Yep. You know, to truly receive when he comes. Yes. Well, we have uh, a listener that's... Um, Becky from Sioux Falls, and she has a question here. Uh, can you give us your question, Becky? 
Oh, I guess she's uh, just putting this in for a, an eight-year-old. Uh, is a sub for eight-year-olds in religious education. How do you explain the gifts of the Holy Spirit to eight-year-olds? How do you explain the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Becky, thank you for that question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's it's always one thing you know to to know the faith, to teach the faith, but you also have to be able to share the faith at an age-appropriate level. Mm-hmm. And so, when we when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, for for you know, if you're talking about talking to eight-year-olds, you know. They're probably already baptized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think you can make that presumption if you're if you're teaching them in religious education. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already baptized, and so um, what you can do is make that connection to some of the experiences you know that they have. Mm. Yeah, you know, some of the experiences that they already have. You know, you know to say if you know have you ever have you ever been taught something you know about God and and you thought you know I don't really know how, but I I kind of already knew that. Mm-hmm. I, I already knew that. I mean, maybe not all the details, or you know, n- maybe not as a theological treatise. Uh, but you know, the, but you know, I just I know I'm learning it today. But you know, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the gift of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, the gift of knowledge about God uh, that there's something infused in there and you know continues to be unwrapped. Right. You know, uh, right. Which you know, which can be a, a great a great you know way to describe it during this Advent season and in, into Christmas is you know the, those gifts of the Holy Spirit are are continually unwrapped. Right. Um, which I don't know when I was an eight year old the thought of you know constantly unwrapping presents uh, that would have been very uh, uh, very appealing mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. Yeah. You know, that these presents keep coming they're, they they continue to be there um or maybe you know maybe you've you know th- those the kids have you know gone to someone's uh aid you know they've gone to help them and and given them some uh some advice or you know tried to calm them down sure that's the gift of counsel out, you know, out, the gift out, of right. already out on the playground helping out your friend yeah so i, I think i think for especially for eight-year-olds but probably for all of us uh, to to look at some of the experiences they're already having right. uh, and already live out and to be able to say you know that's the gift of the holy spirit yeah. right there um and to you know to be able to identify each of them um can i just interject a little bit yeah. with it i think maybe list the seven gifts for Becky or anybody that's listening, list list them and then go back to the eight-year-olds that you're talking about or whatever age group you're looking for and really just take some time in prayer and do like you're saying. How does that tie into some experience that that eight-year-old may have gone? You know, let God and the Holy Spirit help you move into that and, and, and write that down because that's going to come to you through the Holy Spirit. If you take some time in prayer and go down through those seven gifts, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to tie those into some type of an experience for that age group. I really yeah. do think so. And Becky, I you know, I pl- applaud you for, for volunteering to do that. I've taught myself. I've taught, <laughs> I've taught all of it through the whole, uh, you know, my, my kids growing up. And I've done yeah. that before. You have to really, when you take a lesson like that, really kind of get into their... And that takes some time in prayer. It does, and I would just suggest that you know, with eight-year-olds, you know, you're you're introducing, mm-hmm. you know, you're introducing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So don't feel like you have to get every last detail because right. uh, that's going to come through as you go forward. But yep. I agree with you, Father. So we have another question. I think yeah. I hope we helped Becky on that one. So, so Be- Becky, thanks for the question. Yes, we have Sheila from Warsaw, North Dakota. War- I'm sorry. Warsaw, North Dakota. Uh, question on guardian angels. Are you there, Sheila? 
Hi, welcome to the show. Can you, you have a question for Father? Yes, I do. Um, HolyHeroes.com sent out a full color page of Guardian Angel and suggested that people send their Guardian Angels to Mass when we are unable to go and there is a prayer recited. So we were talking with this with our children, and I know Padre Pio had made, told people that you don't have to write me, just send your Guardian Angel to tell me what to pray for. Mm-hmm. And my nine-year-old asked, well, how can that be if our guardian angels are always at our side? So I went on the Catholic Answers Forum, and I then got very confused because some of the comments on there was like, well, what is, you know, yes, but they don't boil cakes, you know. So how can be in the presence of God, which one of them said, the only time they're in the presence of God is when you're in the presence of God. And I was so confused. So, can you put some insight on that for me, Fred? I would love to try. <laughs> that's a, that's a great question. You know, you know, Sheila. It's uh, you know, it's one that I I really, I guess I haven't thought of uh, myself. You know, mm-hmm. how is it that the, that uh, our guardian angels can constantly by our be by our side, and yet, you know, as angels, they are messengers, and so, um, you know, I I'm not exactly sure if it's you know, more of that, you know, spiritually physical uh, presence, uh, you know, that's, you know, they're by our side and yet, you know, somehow also in the presence of God or, you know, almost, you know, like you could use the, the example of the internet, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, where, 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 where is the internet? Uh, where does it exist? Uh, well, you know, we see it right beside us. <laughs> you know, we see the internet when we look at it. Um, and yet the source is somewhere else. Um, and that's how I sometimes think about uh, think about our guardian angels is that you know they are present to us uh, you know they're right there and yet there's there's something about you know their, their source coming from God that keeps them uh, you know in communion with God uh, at, at all times um, so it's not a real yeah, temp- solid answer but uh, temporal but d- dimensions I mean yeah. we talk about right you know different dimensions right and God is existence throughout time space and everything so when he created the angels there is that ability to go between those two dimensions right right uh, yeah. you know so so that's a way I I don't know if that helps at all uh, for you Sheila uh, father gave a great uh, explanation as far as you can. I mean, the, it's another mystery of the faith, right? Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, we have okay. those mysteries. I mean, that's a way to explain it. You can go into the Eucharist with the presence of Jesus Christ. How is that present in the Eucharist when it's really in the form of something different? Right. You know, so transubstantiation in that, and, uh, you know, that's a big word. I know when you're teaching children, and that's a little bit harder question to get into. I mean, but that's a way of explaining that there is God is able to move through that right and he has created everything so yeah so Sheila I hope that at least gets you thinking a little bit more along those lines and I think you had had another question for us as well I did just one more recapture I think the thing that threw me and I know internet could be wrong was the fact that they made the comment don't tell your guardian angels in the presence of God is when you are in the presence of God and I didn't. I was like, no. He, like you said, he's always with God. He's the messenger for God. You know. 
And and my son's like, what, do they leave our side? Well, it's not like they can't be right there, you know, yeah. spiritually when they're not with you. They're still there with you spiritually, you know. Yeah, no, so, yes, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would go somewhere okay. in in the middle between those. Okay. Uh, you know, it's not. It's not like the angels are only with us when when we are in the presence of God or when when we are remaining in God's grace, but you know, like or when the we sin, they're with God. Is- right, but we, but when we sin, we kind of we kind of turn our we turn our back, you know, on on our guardian angel, right. we turn our back on God. So not necessarily by our side, but perhaps yeah, behind us. Okay, and then my second question is just to refresh my memory on um, a, fa- a family that we know. Um, lost a loved one she became catholic um but her family you know her parents and siblings aren't mm-hmm. and so the the whole um dynamic of not having a funeral mass for her dad and, and i said you know i was once told that you could have a mass read for him and if it's mm-hmm. the first Mass, it really is, God knows by the grace that it could be a funeral Mass, but I said, I don't know if priests are allowed to so far pray the prayers for the dead if it's a, a Mass that they know no other funeral Mass was said for this person, and sure. that the body has to be present. So my my, my memory on that? Yeah, so my, my, my understanding is um, that for a funeral Mass... You know the body has to be present. However, there are also masses for the dead. You know, you know that's. Um, I refer okay. to them as, as memorial masses, um, and I have right. a couple of those a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, where you know, you know, the, the parent you know is in you know, you know is, is buried in Africa, and so they can't bring the body here to the U.S. to celebrate the funeral. Mm-hmm. But we'll have a, a memorial mass where we'll pray specifically for that person. Um, uh, in okay. in lieu of of a funeral. Yeah. So good question. Thank you. Hope thank that you. helps you. Yep, Sheila. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Well, we Bye-bye. again, we're giving away those tickets to Christmas at the cathedral, December twenty second. So give us a call in um, at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And we have another question from uh, Sue from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sue, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Sue. What's your question? Okay, so my question is, how do you explain the Trinity to a non-believer? Because I had always explained it like, you know, water, you know, the three persons, water, like water, ice, and and fog. Mm -hmm. But then I was told that wasn't a good way to explain it. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of tough. Um, that, yeah, <laughs> actually, really actually when I when I when I uh, when I saw, uh, saw your question here, um, the first thought I had was, well, water comes in the form of a solid, <laughs> a liquid, and a gas. Um, yeah, and yeah. There's, I mean, there, there's something about that that's helpful, but um, but one, I think one of the discouragements to using that example is uh, something's something that's called modalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, modalism is a, a heresy about the Trinity uh, that God exists okay. in three three different modes, and and so you know, wa- you know, wa- water can't be both ice and gas uh, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so so that's that's the okay. that's the that's the difficulty. I mean, I think it, I think it can be a helpful uh, introduction, mm-hmm. you know, to you know to say you know water exists in three different ways. 
that's not exactly you know what God is because God is you know both solid, liquid, and gas. You know, using that language, you know, all at right. the same time. Um, you know, I, I think you know if you're when you're talking to a non-believer, you know, the first the first step would just be to talk about God. Yeah, you, know, you know, God generically, or perhaps uh, Jesus. Um, you know, that's the Trinity is a hard enough concept for you know for for Catholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, mm-hmm. to really grasp and understand. Think of St. Patrick yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a clover. I don't know if you've ever had yep. that. but yep. Yep. I mean, that's that's what he used. It's, it's one plant, but you have these three different petals uh, that, that come off of the, sing, the singular plant. And oh. know, there's that, that way of, of just understanding that, there, okay, there's something distinct, but it's still one. You yeah. know, there's still still that unity. Um, you know, so St. Patrick really had a, had a great idea with that. I, you know, I, I think the water example uh, can be useful as long as you also say, you know, that's not exactly right, it. Right. Because it's not like, you know, God existed as the father for, you know, millennia. And then God existed as the son for 33 years. And then God existed as the Holy Spirit ever since then. That's not the way right. know, the Trinity works. Okay. Um, okay. But, but I, I think it would, it, it would yeah. be a good start. But then to say, you know, it doesn't quite grasp it. All analogies fall short. Yep. It's another mystery mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. So look in the catechism. Also. I hadn't heard. Okay. Okay. Yep. Read. Read. Yeah, read the, the section. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then look up if you want to on St. Patrick, and 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 there is some explanations on. I think Catholic Answers has that on there too for you. Okay. If you thank if you're you. able. Yeah. Bet. Yep. Thanks, Sue. Thanks, Sue. Well. Thank you. Yes. God bless you. We have another caller, and if you want to call in, 877-795-0122, or give us a shout-out on Facebook. Uh, You can write it right in there, and uh, we'll get that on for Father here. Father, we have another person on the line, Francesca in Holly, I hope I'm saying this right, Holly, Minnesota. Are you there, Francesca? Yes. Hi there. You sound like a young lady. How old are you? I'm 11. Oh, very nice. Well, thanks for calling in. What's your question for Father today? Well, I'm wondering what the pink candle in Advent stands for. Oh, that's very a, nice. That's a great question. Now, if you're if you're lucky, uh, you'll get to see your priest wearing pink or awesome. rose <laughs> this weekend. Although not, not all not all parishes have uh, have that that color for for their vestments because um, it's only worn twice a year. Uh, did you know that, Francesca? That uh, the pink or, the, or rose is only used twice each year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we, we use it in Lent as well. And it's a very similar thing for, for uh, Lent, although we don't have the candle uh, in Lent. So in Advent, we have that pink or rose-colored candle, um, sometimes the vestments as well, because we're, we're, we're getting into the second half of Christmas. Now, is the second half of Christmas closer to Christmas or further away from Christmas than the first half? Closer? Exactly. So as we're getting closer, we're getting more excited. Uh, you know, Christmas is getting near. The birth of Jesus is getting closer. And so that pink represents that we're in the second half. Uh, and because of that, we should rejoice. And so uh, the third Sunday of Advent has a special name. It's called Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice Sunday. Rejoice for your Lord is near. And so that rejoicing is so strong that we want to kind of set it apart. Uh, so it doesn't just blend into the rest of Advent, but that we actually have even a different color 
that tells us that, you know what, we're, we're really getting close now. Jesus is really, really close to being born. And so we want to rejoice that, that, that God is near uh, to join us in our humanity. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, Thank we want you. yeah, we want to open our hearts to Christ. So we want to get that get that really enjoy rejoicing in that fact that we're opening our hearts and that we're awaiting still, but it's going to be here shortly. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks Francesca. Francesca. Thanks for calling in. God bless you. Thank you. Yep, you have Bye. a great day. Bye, Bye now. I was always is that a Latin term? Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. Gaudete. Rejoice. Rejoice, and yep. that's what it comes out as. So, I've always wondered what is Advent have a special uh, meaning name to it? To also Advent. Yes. It's so. So Advent. You know the word Advent. I, I forget the. It's probably Adventus. Uh, right. you know, for, for the Latin, but it's you know the, the, the coming near. The coming near. You know, okay. The, you know, coming coming near. Coming close. I'm sure I've uh, heard that before, but I couldn't remember. And it, it's just a shortened version of the Latin version of that yep. of of the and. Lent is kind of the same way, right? That's with right. A, with another shorted version of a longer Latin word. You know, or does I, Lent? Or does Lent? You know, I I would, ha- I would sure have to I would have to look, look that look, one up. Look, yeah. look that one up again because you know, like with um, you know, I look at it sometimes between the English and the Spanish. Yep. Uh, for Advent in Spanish is Adviento. Okay. Uh, so I, you know, really, really, really close, close to Latin. Yeah. Lent in Spanish is Quaresma. Oh. The forty days. Yep. So, so you know, there's there's a different you know sense of the the, the name of the right. season okay. uh, yeah. for, for for Lent than uh, than there is. So I'm, I'm not sure what the, yeah. what the Latin. But that's a just, uh, Advent for sure is a shortened version of of the longer Latin word. But that's, that's right. when we just use that in our modern age. Then. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. The Advent of our Lord, the coming near. Coming uh, near. Uh, Advent. That's beautiful. Advent rolls off the tongue a lot better than coming right. near <laughs> uh, or coming close. Uh, right. Of, of our Lord. And not everybody is in in the English. I mean, we have that more further, but uh, yeah. More. But you know, as, as you know, in our last couple of minutes here, mm-hmm. as, as we're as we're talking about Advent, I, you know, I, I just I was really moved um, yesterday as I was praying with the with the scriptures for Mass. And, you know, that first reading we hear from Isaiah, uh, what I think is one of the more beautiful uh, expressions mm-hmm. of God uh, that we hear throughout this season is comfort. Give comfort mm. to my people, and as you know, as I was praying with that, I you know, I couldn't help but think about you know I've I've got a lot of young nephews and nieces right now, so I'm hearing from some some of my siblings and in laws, uh, you know, sisters in law that you know they're they're kind of looking forward to that point where their infant you know is able to self comfort, yeah, you know, so they they don't have to have their parent there every single time yeah. to take care of them, um, <laughs> but. But I, I also was re- reflecting that you know that's really the first step to becoming teenagers, you know, right. where, where we don't want our parents to comfort us in anything. <laughs> yeah, so so it's a little, little bit of bittersweet. It's I was like, just okay. going to say you can tell them that you're going to long for that sooner. Exactly, than <laughs> it, you know, you know that that process continues. It's, I miss the time yeah. when I could rock my babies. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Although I'm not sure you would want to right now. It, no, they're, that's what I mean. I wish I could little, go back. They're right. a little larger than, yes. uh, than you know yeah, those were, those close all times those many years ago. So I guess that's what we get to look for forward to hopefully that we are able to be grandparents uh, you know and uh, with you you still have your larger family and you're able to see all these young and younglings and you get to see oh, them and you, yes, got, yep. and then you have nephews and nieces so. then you have a whole yeah. parish for them and you, and you get to hold them when they're baptized so exactly what a special what a special place to be in that in that respect it so, really is yep. but you know as I, as I was reflecting though on this this comfort it's like you know god wants us to be those infants yes you know, that God wants us to be, 
know, that child Let the children light. come. You know, let the children come. Yeah, because they are the ones that are e- able to be easier comforted. And, you know, as we get a little bit older, you know, we try to take care of ourselves uh, a lot more. And, yeah, and we uh, don't do very well at it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's, you know, the, I mean, I think a lot of the source of sin is uh, that, you know, I want to take care of myself. Right. You know, I didn't want to be helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of this Advent season is about reminding us that, no, God does want to help us. Yeah. God wants to be with us. God wants to comfort us. God wants to be one yeah. of us. And you know what a wonderful, wonderful season. Isaiah really did a great job. with. Uh, it's just a be- uh, an actually beautiful book to read through. Mm-hmm. It really is. If you haven't never read through the whole book of Isaiah, I, I recommend it because there is just some great connections to a lot of things that we're going through in our in our modern age. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to really kind of study it a little bit and we'll get into it. But I mean, it is written just so beautifully, like a lover of of God. Yeah, and we get you know we get so many prophecies about you know, Advent and mm-hmm. Christmas. We get so many prophecies about Lent, Holy yep. Week, uh, yep. Easter. Um, you, know, you know, Isaiah is just filled. Just, uh, it's filled a beautiful, with all, yeah. all of these these blessings of of prophecy. I always Lord's prophecy for us when you read through that, and I'm the same. You know, when you get those, I always think, what what kind of that that day and age? You know, of really because nobody really wanted to listen to Isaiah, and now we have this as you know we're bouncing back and forth between it. You know, it's like right. a lot of people just never would listen. So you know, yeah, and really sometimes we have that in our in our modern. You know, that would like you said on our selfishness. You know, yeah. Yeah, but he's you know he's a, he's a great uh, great prophet to be listening to in these days of uh, of Advent as we mm-hmm. as we do prepare ourselves, um, but also you know as as I've been giving uh, my my parish uh, the encouragement you know, to pr- to prepare the way for others. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly we want to prepare the way of the Lord in our own hearts, uh, but I think Advent is a great opportunity to prepare, to prepare the way of the Lord for others yeah. as well. You know. I mean, even even one of those you know kind of cultural things of you know so th- those who do say Merry Christmas, you know that they kind of stop you know around Christmas Eve, um, and then Christ- by, by Christmas Day it's like well all right we're done yeah but no, we still that's have... that's where it really <laughs> yes. starts that's where it really that's starts. the actual uh, the the season of Christmas we have the the twelve days beyond Christmas so. yeah yeah so so it's, I mean this is a little different than Easter and Easter I try to wait until Easter to say Happy Easter but yeah. now it's like you know what Mary's pregnant you know you know you know she's gonna have a baby so. <laughs> Have a merry Christmas. You know, I hope I hope it's a wonderful Christmas for you. Yes. Uh, but um, but keep you know keep saying Merry Christmas even after that. You know, keep receiving. You know, receive those who come, you know, yes. especially at, uh, for the Christmas masses. You know, yeah, there's a lot of people that are going to come once or twice a year. Yeah, but they're there. Yes, they're there. So re- receive them, welcome them, prepare the way of the Lord for them, so that they can receive the Lord yes. when He comes at Christmas. Beautiful. Well, that brings us towards the end of our. Real, uh, the straight talk segment here. Father, thanks for your answers. I hope everybody was able to call in and get their question answered. We have this topic every time we have a priest on with straight talk, and uh, we call 877-795-0122 to send your questions and comments in. So we love hearing from you. I'm Michael Goldsmith. And I'm Father Will Thompson. And we will be right back after the break. <laughs> 